Hey, so before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys about Disney Plus. Now, I know by now you've probably heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad-free. From classics like Snow White to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hayes sent you. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Awakened Soul Podcast. I'm your host, CEO Hayes. If you want to follow the podcast, you can do so at Awakened Soul Pod or at The Awakened Soul Pod. Um, Just depending on what platform you're looking for, you can also follow me personally at CEO Hayes. We got another great show planned for you guys this week, as we do each and every week. I like to think that every week is planned to be great. If now, if I execute it, I guess that's on me. But um, we're going to be talking a lot about uh, current events, news, things like that. We also have the Cookie Chronicles from Tia, the first lady back in the building. Um, and you know, the, the, in the mind of Hay segment, because that segment is typically where I do talk about things in the news and current events and stuff like that. It's going to be really long this time. It may actually be the meat of the episode. Whereas, you know, that's usually the discussion topic, the discussion topic this week, we're actually just going to be reading, uh, some of the reactions and I'm going to react to those reactions from our episode last week which was uh the fall to grace which was about me and my process of the things that i had to go through in the darkness that i had to work through to get to a place of, of grace and you know if you haven't listened to that episode i would suggest right now go back and listen to that one uh, that episode is very close to being our most downloaded episode outside of our infinity war review episode because that episode is I think I got, I think I honestly had one of the first Infinity War ep, uh, reviews out, like even with movie podcasts. I'm not even a movie podcast. Um, and that episode did well over 10,000 downloads. So that was just huge for us at the time. Um, but yeah, enough of that. Uh, so that's what we got planned for this week's episode. Like I said, it's going to be a lot of of the Breonna Taylor case uh, on this and kind of talking about uh, the idea of like what's going on. Uh, with the police and why people are calling for police reform or defund the police, because I think it's starting to get a little misconstrued with people who are choosing not to pay attention to the reason why uh, that's being asked for. So we're going to be talking about that on this week's episode. Uh, enough prefacing. We're going to go ahead and we're going to get into our intro music. On the other side of that, we're going to jump into my dark and twazy, crazy, twisted ass mind. I'll see you lovely and beautiful people right after the break. The following is a Breaks Media podcast. We're now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my dad. here on this Thursday night. We have several developing stories as we come on the air, and we're going to begin tonight with the fallout from the grand jury decision in Louisville, Kentucky. No police officers charged in the shooting death of Breonna Taylor. One officer charged with wanton endangerment for recklessly firing into Breonna Taylor's neighbor's apartment. But tonight, her family asking, what about Breonna Taylor's safety, the bullets that hit her? And new questions tonight about why the officers came to her home that night in the first place. All right, so you guys heard that. That was a bit of a news clip from um, 
after what happened with the with the Breonna Taylor case, if those who don't know, uh, the officer was not charged for a murder, more so for discharging uh, the gun um, and the bullets. And it, once it came out that they were preparing uh, for the reaction and fallout, uh, once this announcement was made, the writing was kind of on the wall. Uh, we talked about this in the breaks radio. Um, and so unfortunately, um, you know, this doesn't feel like justice. And it brings even more questions to the light when you think about the fact that they just want a settlement, a wrongful death settlement. Um, so, it, you know, and I understand the people were saying that, you know, it was in the wrong. Um, if, if it was found to be wrongful, then why uh, aren't isn't the cop that that is, is the reason for the lawsuit being charged? I understand all those questions. And unfortunately, this just goes back to just kind of how this country works, how things in this in this country happen um, and just a baseline of of how this is is normalcy for some people, how it's it just sucks. Right. It sucks. Um, Camera alone didn't fail her, but it ended with a lack of investigation failed her. Mm. The officer who told a lie to obtain a search warrant failed her. Mm. The judge who signed the search warrant failed her. The terrorist who broke down her door failed her. The system as a whole has failed her. You didn't just rob me of my and my family. You robbed the world of a queen. A queen willing to do a job that most of us could never stomach to do. A queen willing to build up anyone around her. A queen who was starting to pave her path. I hope you never have to know the pain of knowing your child is in need and help and you're not able to get them. Mm. I hope you never hear the sounds of seeing someone cry and beg for your child to get help, and she never receives help. Those cries was ignored. I hope you never know the pain of your child being murdered 191 days in a row. And I understand all the frustration um, hearing her aunt make that statement. Um, I think it just adds to the frustration and the upset and the hurtness that we feel as black people, the fact that it's, it's, you know, the cops doing their thing is one thing. Um, right. But then the fact that justice is not served and we're going to be giving some statistics in this episode about, um, just the history of, of cops being convicted, um, in, in, in shootings and manslaughters and, uh, in charges and stuff like that, as we talk about this, but I want to keep this first part really focused on the case of Breonna Taylor. So you heard that, uh, clip of her aunt reading that statement. Um, and that's what a lot of people feel. And, you know, as a as a black man, I understand we, we can we can say protect our women all day. Um, and, you know, that that's something that we do need to do and we need to do that from each other. Um, but when you look at it, when it comes from the police and the fact that we just keep running into the same situations and what kind of discuss has really disgusted me over the course of this um, is the post where it's like people are now justifying um, her murder kind of throwing it back on on blaming it on her and one in particular which lady actually posted to the love less than badass soul facebook group and we had a discussion um as a group based off that in which the guy uh who made the post i can't remember his name uh just made a lot of false accusations false statements um in it saying you know she was involved in his in her boyfriend's drug activity her boyfriend shot at the police first and i think a a big huge misconception in this is that the boyfriend that is referenced in the case, right? The reason that they were coming to her house is not the same boyfriend who was there that night that shot at the police. Those are two different people. That that boyfriend actually said, um, 
that he thought it was the ex coming into the house and that's why he got and uh, uh, the um the ex-boyfriend's name last name is Glover and then the current one who was there uh, his last name is Walker and so there's a misconception going around that it was the same boyfriend and that she was involved in in Glover or the previous boyfriend's drug activities he's even come out and said that she was not he was she was not involved in the day to day the reason why the warrant was out for us because they thought she he was having stuff delivered to her or possibly holding money for her which uh glover who's in in custody is kind of gone back and forth on but he said that he she was not involved in the day-to-day so the fact that we're trying that not we that some people are trying to use the fact that she had dealt she dealt with a man before who dealt drugs and was in that lifestyle as, as it being kind of on her why she lost her life that's stupid it's idiotic and it's not the facts and i think this is one of the problems that i've always said that i have with things even in our cultures that some people don't pay attention to the actual facts they read a headline they read a, a tweet a news article and then they take that as fact and then they run with it and in this case it's disgusting to see somebody another black man who would then see a black woman lost her life in her home where she should have been safe and sound whether they had a warrant or not to then try to sit there and say it's her fault because she knew the lifestyle she was getting into and dating a, a drug dealer and her like just the amount of false information that was in that one post and then to see that subsequently put out by more people as well and have more people have this this wrong notion that she was involved and she was not and even with that being said that still does not take away from the facts in this case and that's what people don't read the fucking facts and if you're going to sit there and try to defend why a woman lost her life you need to fucking have the facts and i and i get disgusted with it and i get people try to put it under being emotional or being uh triggered by police shootings and like i said we'll get into that aspect of things as well but it's bullshit for anyone to try to justify anyone i don't care who you are to try to justify the reason why this woman lost her life without you knowing the facts stop reading simple tweets or, or posts and not knowing what the fuck you're talking about she had left that boyfriend they were off and on and she was done with him she was actually with somebody new so to sit there and, and and try to justify that as a reason why use that as justification for the reason why she lost her life you're fucking idiotic and you're stupid and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about so that's one thing and it it, it just frustrates me and especially when we live in in a country where police ki- killings and shootings are so fucking common that for somebody to try to justify that just doesn't fucking sit right with me so if you're going to talk about and i'm not even going to get into the fucking charles barkley bullshit fuck that dude but i'm not even going to get into anything else right i'm just going to keep it on the facts she was not involved in drug activities so there's been no evidence to point to that at all any claim that says or anyone who's posting on social media that that's saying she was involved is lying they don't know what the hell they're talking about the boyfriend who was involved in drug activities has denied it. There's been no evidence to point point towards that at all. Yes, her name was on the warrant, but it was not because they thought that she was involved in the in in the drug dealing activities. So let's get those facts straight. There's been no evidence linking her to any type of drug investigation with Glover, other than having the suspicion that she may have been holding money for him, which what the warrant was for. Um, as far as if the it's been you know it's up in air. Uh, there's been claims that have been on both sides, whether the police announced themselves or not. Um, and so that 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 is one of those gray areas in this case. But let's get into um kind of the issue that I wanted to talk about mainly in this in the mind of Hayes segment, right? So the first thing that I want to talk about is that there have been 121 cops 
who have faced manslaughter charges since 2005. In those 15 years, 44 of those cops were convicted. And usually those convictions were for a lesser offenses. So they weren't actually convicted of manslaughter. They either pleaded down or they got lesser offenses. And 26 of the cases are still pending. So just think about that. Um, so that's just a number of it. There's a 46% conviction rate. Um, there's a 46 percent conv conviction rate for uh p defendants who are charged with murder. Um and that's just generally, right? Seven officers have been convicted of murder, 12 of manslaughter, five of voluntary manslaughter, and six of involuntary manslaughter. And, you know, racial bias has been a, a point in this um, as well. And so when you when you hear those stats and you hear those, just those raw facts, it, it raises question to why, like why people are so upset. Like we understand, like this is not something that's just popping up for people who think, that this is something that's just been blown out of proportion because of social media, because of things like that, aren't paying attention to the facts of what's happening in this country consistently. This is something that has been consistently happening for years. So when we're sitting back and we're, if you like, and again, like I said, the defund the police thing, I think people are misconstruing defund the police with meaning get rid of the police. That's not what the, that's not what defund the police about. Defund the police, and that's this is part of the reason why, like always, Charles Barkley's comments are 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 asinine and 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 stupid. Just to be fucking blunt, is because defund the police isn't about getting rid of the police. So when you hear Charles Barkley say something like, "Well, who are the police? Who are the who are black people going to call Ghostbusters?" They're still going to call the fucking police. Defund the police is about taking some of the money from that goes into funding police and putting into more things that help the community, like safety more training, mental health, things like things like that that also help keep our community safe. So when you hear defund the police, it's not just about it's not the police are not going to go away. Nobody would say that. Nobody would say that. And so for if any of my listeners are thinking that that's what defund the police is about, I need everyone to wake the fuck up. It has nothing to do with def, with getting rid of the police. Defund the police has more to do with putting that money and funding that money back into communities that need it because the police aren't aren't necessarily making people feel safe it's not it's not the police aren't the end-all be-all so when you hear defund the police it means take some of that funding away not get rid of police as a whole like we again this is another one of those things that we that we as a culture we take sometimes and we just run with this with this these ideas without fucking researching it like come on we gotta do better we gotta do better and overall in this case and i and I, I took so much time because initially I wanted to record this segment right after the the announcement came out that the police the police weren't being charged for her murder. Of course, we got riots breaking out all over the place again. Uh, that's going to happen, and and this is one of the things that I say. The the, the and I, I kind of tweeted it out. Everyone, I not kind of, I did. Um, everyone who's saying that they can't wait for this year to be over, what's going to change? Are are cops magically going to stop shooting us? In tw because it's 2021 is covid gonna magically go away because it's 2021 and i you guys know my stance as much as i don't want it to happen trump is more than likely being re-elected that's not going anywhere in 2021 more than likely I'm, again i hope to be proven wrong i pray to be proven wrong on that one the the issues aren't going away they're not just going to magically go away we have to make changes so when you hear people rallying around the idea of defund the police it's because Something needs to happen. Something needs to happen. We can't keep going. We we lost a black woman again. Another another person who could have been 
who knows what. But the justice were not served in that case, regardless of where she was, if she dated a drug dealer, any of that. Let's stay focused on the fact that this woman lost her life when she should not had lost it. She should still be with her family. And so I can only say so much as a black man talking about this subject. So we're going to end this part of the end of mine of Hayes segment. We're going to split into mine of Hayes into two different uh, topics. I'm sorry, two different segments. Um, We're going to end it on because as, as as a black man, I want I want I can like I said, I could only say so much. I think we need to hear um from a black woman in this case. And I ran across a post and a, a black woman talked about her feelings on it and asked her if I can play it on the podcast. So we're going to end this segment playing that clip Um, after that. Take a brief break. Uh, we're going to get into the Cookie Chronicles segment because that kind of filters into the second part of the end of Mine Hayes segment. And then we'll be right back after this. Why are we so hurt by what's going on with Breonna Taylor? Because what's happening with Breonna Taylor is the epitome of Black women's experiences in this country. Even when we are killed and dead and gone and buried under this ground, there is no justice for how we got there. People are not concerned about the impacts that this country has on our well-being and our existence. What happened to Breonna Taylor can happen to any Black woman in this country at any moment, and it is swept under the rug like dirt. To be Breonna Taylor means to be a Black woman in this country, to mean that your body and everything about you is criminalized, to mean what happened to you is your fault. There is no justice for Black women. We are never coddled or never given grace to exist in the ways that we want to. This is injustice at its finest, and it terrifies me. Hey guys, this is your girl, the First Lady here with Cookie Chronicles on the Awaken Soul podcast. And of course, we have to talk about the obvious this week, Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez. Now, Tory dropped his album, uh, I want to say a day or two ago, entitled uh, Daystar. And at first, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't going to listen to it, you know, because when someone says that they've been shot, especially a woman, you kind of just take their word for them. You don't really question too much of it. But a lot of people don't like the fact that he put out an album to talk about what happened as opposed to just addressing everyone earlier, for one. And they feel like he shouldn't be making money off of an album by talking about the issue. So again, at first I wasn't going to listen to it, but then my argument to myself was, well, shit, what good is it to listen to one side of the story and not hear the other side? Like... Even when we're going through situations ourselves and we want to be heard, we want to make sure that we hear both sides and we want our side heard um, as opposed to the other side as well. So why not listen to both sides of the story, right? So I've always been a very open and... um, What's the other word that I'm looking for? I like to give everybody benefit of the doubt, you know, until I see otherwise. And kind of like you say, you know, innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Now, public opinion will always, and public judgment, court of opinion, will always judge you and, and nail you to the cross like we did for Tory Lanez. But I also know that when I say what I'm about to say, that y'all gonna nail me to the cross too. But I've been known for saying controversial shit, so I really don't give a fuck at this point. But listen, after listening to Tory's album entitled Daystar, I really don't think Tory did it. Number one, he's still madly in love with Megan Thee Stallion. 
to the point where like he's legit professing his love for her on damn near every song on this album okay every song he's even in love with her to the point where he's like look forget everything that happened and just come home like I'm still gonna be here waiting for open arms for you just one tell the truth you and I both know what happened don't let your team get in your head and again after listening to the album I really don't think he did it I don't think he purposely shot Megan Thee Stallion not to mention that the charge that he was charged with was what was it gun possession it wasn't even for shooting her it was like a possession charge so if he really did it wouldn't he still be there and wouldn't his charges have been different like still been in jail and wouldn't his charges have been different um i was talking to a girlfriend of mine today while we were out at happy hour um watching some of the games and she was like well i don't want to give him any streams and i'm not giving him my money but my argument again is how can you listen to one person's side of the story and not the other i feel like sometimes black people we get so emotional um, so emotional about some of the things that we go through and lately it's been the whole brianna taylor megan the stallion you know black women having to prove that they were really hurt or whatever and i get that and that is very valid in a lot of cases. But in cases like this, I don't say we should exactly count Tory Lanez out. Now, from what it sounds like, Megan might have even been too drunk to remember exactly what happened. Or he might have even been covering up for her. Like I said, I just listen to the album. Don't worry about the streams or none of that. Just remember, if you was in a situation like this and somebody came out and said a whole bunch of shit about you and against you, you would want your side to be hurt too, right? One of my girlfriends, the same girlfriend that I went out with today, she was like, well, why would he want to say what he needs to say in an album where he can make money? And my thing is, at the end of the day, he's a fucking artist. Like, you cannot determine how someone speaks their piece, just like someone can determine how you're going to speak your piece. So let him have the space and opportunity to address it the way that he sees fit and the way that he is the most comfortable. Not to mention it was an open case, so he can't say but so much um you know what i'm saying so again i need y'all to listen to it have an open mind um because i was on the megan the stallion train too but again i had to remember i even tweeted i was like i'm not gonna listen to the album but i had to i had to check myself i had to check myself because that wasn't right i, I can't just listen to one person's side and not listen to the others and there's a lot of people that I've talked to that agree that we don't think that, that he did it. Now, I seen something on um, the Spiritual Word website, and it said something to the effect of, uh, let me see if I can find it. It says something to the effect of that they think maybe that the story was that they were tussling with the gun and it went off. And it just so happened to hit Meg. Now, even if that happened, it still means that no one deliberately shot her. 
I still don't think that anyone deliberately shot her, whether it was her and him tussling for a gun, whether it was her best friend and her tussling for a gun, whether it was his security, because his security was in the car too, and somebody tussling for a gun, nobody was purposely shot. Nobody picked up the gun and aimed it at her feet and shot her. But again, I need y'all to listen to it. Don't be so emotional as black men. And I know a lot of women listen too. Don't be so emotional as black women and say, oh, well, this is our gripe and we shouldn't have to do, provide so much evidence and blah, blah, blah. First of all, the case is not closed. Um, I think they go to court in October. I think October 13th or something. It's not closed. And... Again, stop being the judge of public opinion and just listen to the other side of the story because you will want it done for you. Now, if you listen to his album and then you have a change of heart like I did, then definitely hit me up on Cookie Cron DMV uh, and let me know what you thought about it because I definitely, like, this is something I definitely need to know your thoughts on because I need you guys to listen to the lyrics. Listen to the lyrics. And I'm not going to lie. Even when I was on the Meg train, when this first came out and this first happened, I never stopped listening to Tori's music. Because, again, I got to hear both sides. I don't know. I wasn't there. So I, I can't. Like, there wasn't enough evidence for me to cut him off with his streaming and his music. Yes, I wanted to believe her, and I did believe her, because I don't feel like anybody would would lie about being shot. She was definitely, uh, from from the discharge papers, shot. But I don't know if he did it, and I don't think it was purposely done. So I'm going to leave it there. Let me know your thoughts. Inbox me on Facebook. DM me on Instagram. If you have my Snapchat, snap me. But I want to know your thoughts. If you listen to the album, even if you didn't have a change of heart, tell me why you feel like he's lying or why she's lying, and let's talk about it. Again, hit me up, Cookie Cron DMV, or the first lady, the first underscore lady, L-A-D-I, on Instagram, and I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Tory Lane's using an album to say he didn't shoot Megan Thee Stallion is... Horny. The fact that you can have a conversation Ugh. with someone needing to say that they didn't shoot Megan the Stallion is cra- is a crazy. The whole thing is crazy. We were living in such a crazy time when it was happening that I think it was almost hard to process how crazy the story fully is. Let me tell you something. If I never ta- thought that Tory Lanez was a boy before, Tory Lanez is a. Nick and he's trash. Let's start with that. Tory Lanez is trash. Tory Lanez, poor decision, brother. Dropping that project. Just out of respect for Breonna Taylor. Just out of respect for Breonna Taylor, brother. We gotta respect these sisters. That ain't how you address the accusations you're facing with the sister. That was a poor choice, homie. You ain't getting no money with that shit. Hey, I just... All right, so we're back, um, and 
it's funny because me, I, I, me and me and Lady rarely talk about like what the, her segment is going to be, what my segment is going to be. Um, you know, this is one of those things that I, I, I figured she was going to talk about. Um, so I wanted to talk about it as well. Um, just because of the, the fact, you know, and not to take away from anything Lady said, that is her opinion. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm the whole purpose of this podcast was built to show that people can have difference of opinions and we're not a monolith. So I'm not trying to take away from anything she said. So don't take this as a response to her segment. Take this more as my thoughts on the same topic. And that is when we hear um, the situation with Tory Lanez um, and Megan Thee Stallion. I, overall, the issue with it is, is not that he that not that he told his side. Not that, you know, his side differs from Megan Thee Stallion. Let's, let's keep it. He does have the right to tell his side. He didn't owe us to speak on anything to after his case was done. He didn't owe us even after the case to really even speak on it. But when you say that you're finally going to break your silence on it and it's to announce a fucking album, it seems disingenuous. And I get it. Ladies point. He's an artist. Uh, fuck all that. It's, it's nobody saying to take because art should reflect life art should he should speak about it in his art if he was going to release the album like if he re- would have released an album and completely sidestepped it and didn't comment on it at all i think people would have been just as furious as him dropping this album but the thing that the, that the thing that differentiates it is that this is the only comment that you've really had on it and it was to announce your album to use that publicity off of it seems like a smack in the face to, to the seriousness of it. Regardless if you wanted to say that what she said wasn't uh, true or you disagree or you think it's her people trying to get in her head, whatever, you have the, if that's your opinion, you have the right to say it. Doesn't mean we have to believe it. Doesn't mean that there's any less bullshit. None of that. You have the right to say your side of the story. You absolutely do. That part I do agree with Lady on. But for you, for this, for you to make this big deal about it and then turn it into an album release to use a situation in which this woman was shot as a album release platform solely because he still hasn't come out and really said anything about it. And all this shit about he still loves her. He's saying she can come on. Listen, I don't give a fuck about none of that. Because Ike Turner still probably loved Tina Turner when he left it. If there would have been an Instagram, if there would have been social media around that time, Ike Turner very much would have been saying, Tina, come home. I still love you. So nobody's, that, that's, that shit don't move me. That shit don't move me. So all this stuff about it just being his side, and uh, I, I get it. He does have the, I said it, he does have the, the right to tell his side of the story. But when you have angered so many people and you know that there are so many people upset at you, put some more meaning behind your words. I don't care if you're an artist. I don't care if you're, um, that, 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 that's your art. You have the right to do that. But you but you also need to put your words behind it and more so than just your music. Take it. It seems like a sidestep, right? This seems like a hiding from addressing it head on to say, oh, well, I'm going to sugarcoat. it. I'm going to people love my music. What I'm going to do is I'm going to wrap my wrap, wrap my response in my music and, and, and make it an easier pill to swallow again. I'm, and I'm one that he doesn't he didn't necessarily have to say anything. But the way that he went about it just seems problematic as fuck. And you heard some of the reactions that I played over the course uh, before this this segment. And it just overall, it just could have been done better. Now, as far as if I believe Tori or not, uh, what I will say is that I don't think it's my place. I think we have two sides of the story, two very differing um, topics on it. Um, I, 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 but I wasn't there. But my my opinion is is that Megan went to the extent of showing her scars um, and to say like. Oh, well, charges weren't pressed. He wasn't he wasn't charged for shooting her. He was charged for gun possession. 
they already Megan already came out and said that she lied to police because police being shot and uh feeling the, the still the need to protect him and i'm sure she probably still loves him too so all that to you like there are thousands of cases in which somebody is in charge for beating the shit out of their wife and they were still beating the shit out of their wife so all that shit doesn't doesn't move me um i would say if i had to I'm, I'm definitely no more towards believing megan uh right now and even you know lady mentioned in hers that the uh that they're set to go to trial he's not going to trial for shooting megan though as far as my knowledge is it's for the gun possession so unless something's changing that and new evidence is presented we we still don't even know if megan is going forward with trying to to pursue criminal charges or what's going on in that we don't have the full picture of that but that to me has not still nothing to do with whether it happened or not the fact of the matter is this woman got shot in her foot it shouldn't have fucking happened period point blank shouldn't have happened and you know we'll see I, um, if the truth comes out we'll see maybe this may be one of those things that we're forever just wondering what the fuck happened on but that's my opinion on it that's where that's my stance um we've seen people in the industry stance as well uh and you know I, I will say that it's good that he that he made some type of comment on it um overall but it's just the way that this was done just it wasn't a good look homie it just was not a good look um and i i hope for more i i, I hope that it's he actually makes an actual statement but we'll see it is a ongoing investigation so we'll see what can be commented and not commented on uh but that's it for this second part of the in the mind of hay segment uh, we're gonna go ahead we're gonna get into our uh, last break we're gonna come back from that and we are going to be talking about uh, the reaction from my latest episode as well as just some random thoughts for me so we'll be right back after this So we're back. We're in the main discussion topic for this week's episode. And I know uh, we got pretty serious there uh, for a second. Uh, talking about serious topics, uh, you know, I like sometimes to incorporate fun and in, in my jovialness when I can. But, you know, it's it's just a lot of fuck shit going on. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week with more stuff. But let, let's let's talk about um the reaction for last week's episode so first before we get into some of the responses that i got um i just want to say thank you for all uh the tweets the comments the calls the texts everything when i when i sat down to record last week's episode i had a completely different topic in mind uh so it's it's funny how organic stuff happens when you're called to do something because me speaking about it is as well as it all came together was not the plan it kind of was like thought vomit word vomit how that all came out um, but I didn't initially talk about it. It's something that only a couple of people have ever heard me really say. And I think talk about out loud, um, because it's, it, you know, it, it's, it's hard. And as well-spoken as I am sometimes as I, I emotionally intelligent as I can be, you know, the thing that has always been hard for me to talk about, um, while I can identify my emotions very well and process them and deal with them myself, it's been hard for me to verbalize. I don't, it's not about having a safe space because I can honestly, honestly say there are a lot of people uh, that I feel that safe uh, space in that I can talk about it, uh, talk about it with them. I just, I haven't really felt the need, but you know, after it was brought to my attention, like, 
hey, you did this whole series on divorce, really didn't get to hear yours. I was like, ah, I have to at least comment on it. And in me thinking I have to at least comment on it, it turned into a whole segment. Um, but the conversations that I've had specifically with with men from that is what is powerful. I think that uh, as men, we need to feel like we have a safe space. Uh, we need to be able to talk to one another. And sometimes we need to be able to see other black men opening up and talking about things before we can feel like we can talk about it as well. So all that happening, loved it. Uh, I appreciate you guys so much more than you would ever know. But let's get into some of these responses from that episode. Uh, first one, this one is from DeAndre. Uh, this one is, I needed to hear this because depression is real and many people don't understand the depths of it. It's hard to come out of as I'm dealing with it right now. Knowing there's a brighter side at the end of it helps me. There's definitely a brighter side. I think that that's with all people who face depression. It's sometimes hard to realize that this is not your forever. This is just your now. Everything has a season. And unfortunately, depression is one of those seasons that, that some of us go through. Some people will probably go through life and never feel depression. Hats off to those people. But for a lot of us, depression is a season that we go through. But it but it's not forever. It's not it's not going to be everlasting. It's just a season. And we can make it through that like we make it through everything else. I think that we overall sometimes can feel crippled by that depression because depression isn't good. Like we welcome so many good feelings that when the bad ones come, it's hard to know how to cope with them. We as men, especially black men, aren't really sometimes given the space to feel, let alone know how to how to feel through a thing like depression. So that can take some time and take some work. And, you know, I'm glad that through me talking about it, I could help anyone. So even if that was the only message I got, I want to thank you. Uh, for that. And I'm glad that I can be help in assisting you getting through that time. The work is going to be hard. Um, it's going to be long, but it's going to be more than worth it. That's all I can say. I can promise you that it's going to be more than worth it. Let's get into this next one. Um, this one is from C-Note, um, who was actually on the Great Pill podcast. Make sure you go and listen to that. It was a great conversation. Um, I'm going to get off these dating sites and stop making time for these women that don't even grab my attention the correct way. I have to trust God in that area. I've been failing because I've been trying to do it in myself. Listen, that's powerful. And I think something that I said in that episode when I said it was something that marriage was something I put together rather than God putting it together. And I know everyone's not emotional, not religious, I should say. But I think often we try to force things as humans, whether you're you're uh, religious or not. We try to force things to happen because we either feel like we should be in a relationship we feel like we should be further along in our life we feel like it's time to get married we feel like why are we just alone or sometimes it's just out of loneliness and we force things to happen rather than let things come to us the key thing is is think when you focus that time that and working on you you'll be surprised at how much stuff comes to you that you didn't even think you weren't necessarily looking for but you appreciated that much more because it came naturally it came in its own will um so, yeah, we we and I think, too, is like it's part of, you know, our ego sometimes. And we talked about ego with Trav uh, a couple of episodes ago, but it's part of that for us to try to kind of force things to happen, whether it be career, not just relationships, whether it be our careers or certain jobs. We try to force things to happen. And then we get knee deep in it and realize, did I even really want this shit? You feel me? Um, and so I think that that's an interesting thing. Um, and we got to stop doing things by ourselves. You know, they say it takes a village. I know it's specifically used to raise a child um, in, in that phrase, but it really does take a village to just to, to sometimes cope with life. And you have to build your village, your circle, your tribe, whatever you call it, um, and have solid people around you that are going to help you get better. Uh, even if it's through like osmosis in a way, not directly with you throwing all your problems on them and them saying this is the steps you need to do but just being there sometimes having people around you just helps and it just makes you feel good let's get into the next one 
I've been divorced for years and after hearing CJ's episode, I know that I need to not just say I'm going to let it go, but to put it in action. I'm preventing my own self from happiness with a man who loves me because of not letting go mentally of the hurt. I want to be happy and I know I have to let it go. Listen, that is, I, 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 there's nothing more I really have to say about that. We have to let the hurt go. Ultimately, all hurt is, right, is growth. It hurts to grow. It's called growing pains for a reason, right? So sometimes hurt is just that. It is a reason for us to grow. It is go us growing through that, whether it's growing from situations and bad relationships, whether it's growing away from people, whether it's growing out of sometimes yourself and all your own shit that you have going on. But usually within hurt, can be growth and sometimes we just focus on the hurt and that's when we get caught in that will of depression when if we use that hurt to kind of fuel our growth then we can be off in a better place i want to thank you for that that's um yeah the responses to this episode are just are so fucking humbling that it's ridiculous let's get into the next one um i like that he's upfront and honest about his life he's a good looking man too but i know that people like to hide parts of their lives and bottle it up so i like that he's upfront and blunt about what he went through um yeah, I think, and you know, that's one of the the common comments I've gotten from that episode is just saying that how did I, how do you get to the point of just being able to talk about that so openly? And the thing is, is that I've grown past it. It's it's, and that's part of the reason why I don't think to talk about it always so too when when divorce comes up is because the things that I've went through in my life, the dark times of of feeling like I didn't want to I didn't want to be alive, of you know being depressed that I just didn't want people around me i didn't want to be around people um it it was it, it came with self-realization right once i realized that that's what i was going through and that's what i was feeling and that's why i was blocking out certain people and i've affected so many relationships it's it's easier to talk about i think like i'm not ashamed of anything that's happened in my life not a goddamn thing um a lot of it I, and i always say i don't i don't have any regrets either uh even going through depression even staying in marriage so long that i wasn't happy in um, even in breaking down of relationships, both good relationships and bad relationships, I don't regret it all because everything happens for a reason. Um, and sometimes that just because a person is good, it doesn't mean that they're good for us um, in both friendships and relationships. And sometimes you're not just because you're not a, a bad person doesn't mean that you're good for other people either. So like usually if, if someone is out of your life or you're taking um, or, or you have to remove yourself from somebody's life or they remove themselves from your life, it's ultimately for the, for a greater good, whether it's for them or for you and how can you be mad at that once you start realizing that if they had to get away from you to get to a point of being or coming to some self-realization or getting to a peace why be mad at that if you love that person and if you truly cared for them it shouldn't just be based upon whether they're in your life or not it should be based upon all right if they if that's what they need to do to be happy then go and do that i, I want them to succeed in that and i want to succeed in being happy too that's why you have to cut some people out of your life so yeah definitely i appreciate that as well uh this this next one uh the way he opened up and poured out his heart i needed this I have a hard time when people walk out of my life uh, when they do or try to hold on to them or a piece of them in some kind of way. But after listening to this, I think I can now not saying it's going to happen overnight, but I can at least let the past go now one day at a time. And that's all it is. It's one day at a time. Uh, it's natural to miss people. It's naturally natural to have people that were in your life, especially if they were truly meaningful to you to, to feel some form of regret or to keep trying to think through why that happened, why they aren't here, whatever, whatever's going on. But like I said, in after the last one, ultimately, if it's not, if it's, it's probably ultimately for the best overall, it's for the betterment of your life or theirs. So how can you be mad at it? But also I think we need to realize that 
Everyone isn't meant for all seasons of our life. Where you're going, they may not be meant to go with you. Where they're going, you may not be meant to go with them. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. We got to stop looking at leaving people behind as an inherent bad thing. We, Of course, we naturally want to take everyone with us. We want to have everyone that we love, everyone that we've ever cared about, all continue to go forward from the point of now where we are until when we die. But it's just it's just not that feasible. Um, and it's OK. Um, and especially like when it comes to relationships, when people walk away from you, you have to think sometimes that means that they're walking away because they know that they, they can't give you what you need. And if that's the case, whether they did it right or they did it wrong. But if in that realization, if they couldn't give you what you need, what are you really losing for? Yeah, you missed the person, you missed the laughs, you missed the times, but there was something in you or something in them that they couldn't fulfill. So they had to go. So we got to We got to learn to to accept that. Keep it moving. And uh, try to just be better every day at a time and appreciate the people while we have them. That's the key thing. You got to love people like they could be gone every day because not just because they could walk out your life, you walk out of theirs because they could be taken from us at any point in time. You don't want to ever have those regrets. Um, Ultimately, you got to you, you got to do what's best for you. Um, And sitting back, staying focused on regret will keep you in a place of always being stagnant and not able to move forward. And that's not helping you or them. Um, All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, The next comment we got from this. My husband and I listened to this together and we asked ourselves if there was anything we were still holding on to. We opened up to each other about going through depression before we met and how important it is to have people to help pull you out of it. We enjoyed it. Listen, (laughs) so many, so much lately, um, and this is why I wanted to read the comments in this episode. Uh, well, from that episode is because really lately I've been getting a lot of like married couples, um, saying I'm helping marriages and stuff like that. And that's, it's crazy to me. Right. Um, well, I mean, I'm appreciative of it, but I really, I just try to tell my story, right. I try to share my thoughts, my opinions. Um, and if I help people along the way, then, then I'm, it make it, it makes it even the more better. I really just ultimately, um, I ultimately when what I feel like I'm called to do is to help people break mental chains and bondage. And so that's what I really try to do. Um, as far as like having that conversation about about depression, um, with your partner is important because that should be your safe space, right? That should be the place that you're able to go and pour it all out. And when I say pour it all out, I don't mean pour it on them so they carry your baggage. I mean, pour it all out so that you have a form of release and then they can help you cope with it if, if they if they can. I think also it's important that for us to be able to say to our partners, listen, we're going to listen. I can help you only so much with this. We need to go to therapy. We and make it a make it a we thing um, instead of just, you know, some people will say, well, you need to go to therapy, uh, but make it a try to make it a we thing. Try to make sure that, that, you know, even though you're saying that you can't help them um, with those cases, that you're still along for the ride you're still by their side going through it thick and thin being their helpmate all that because that that support that feeling like you have that is important it's needed um so yeah that's that's a i'm glad that listen to the awaken soul as a couple that's just a that's crazy to me um it's 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 i enjoy it right i i enjoy the feedback i enjoy being able to to that my little bit of uh craziness helps people uh weekly but yeah i, I think it's important um to open up to one another and if you can't open up i always i have the saying and i know it's it's kind of i guess it can kind of be gross i say it on love less and badass so but um seriously if you listen to this if you're if you're in a relationship and you're sleeping with somebody if you can sit there and let them stick their whatever in you or you stick your whatever in them but you can't talk to them about serious shit about depression if you can't open up to them if you can't be safe in 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 letting yourself be vulnerable and taking that armor off you have to wear in the world in front of them, then 
you aren't you haven't truly been naked in front of them you haven't you what's the point um so yeah i mean i think that that's important all right let's get into this last one all right this one is from steph from the great pill podcast uh i gotta shout her out make sure you go and listen to the great pill podcast um i like that the thought was put into the title because oftentimes we automatically think fall from grace instead of fall to i like that Hayes touched on depression and some of the signs and stages of grief death masking the outside to hide what's going on inwardly operating in god's purpose once you relinquish your plans finding true happiness and joy through your calling and going to counseling this to me was a beautiful story of how god will take your brokenness to rebuild and refine you. as always i love the openness honesty that we can hear the growth and true joy in his voice i hope that more men know from this uh know from this episode that it's okay to admit you're not okay and in doing so take a step to get counseling and rediscover who they are why they're here and who they're created to be episodes like this are what's needed because men carry so much and sometimes they just need to know it's going to be okay and things will get better to move forward definitely made me look back on on a time i was about to clock out on life and think i would have missed out on all the beauty of this journey can't wait can't wait to hear the next episode thank you for that um i think that that was that was a lot i appreciate that um i i i there was a time you know, as much as it hates to admit that i was broken um i was broken as a man i was broken as a father uh, i was broken as a son uh as a brother especially after losing terrence like there was a time where i felt like i was failing everything and not because i actually was because my kids would tell you i've always been a great father my mom would tell you i've always been a great son my siblings would tell you i've always been a supportive and loving brother but it all started, it all was rooted in the fact that I just wasn't happy. There was so much of me that I was suppressing, that I wasn't doing um, to try to make somebody else feel like they were happy. And that's not a shot. That's just me. Because that, that was that was a choice that I made. So that's not on anybody else but me. But I, and I this is another saying that I have, is never dim your light to make somebody else feel like they're shining. Um, because at the end of the day, I know I shine bright. I know that my presence and my calling is going to have me at a place where, you know, I do, I'm able to do some amazing things with, with my creativity and other things um, and how I've been growing the last few years. But the thing is, for anyone to stand next to me, they got to shine just as brightly as me um, or not be or not fear being over overshined. Right. But you never dim your light. You never make like all the gifts that anyone's given. They were given to you because they were trusted upon you. That's why they're called gifts, right? Um, so we're all gifted a skill. We're all gifted something that specially that's our that are that are that is ours. And sometimes people go their whole life without finding it. And they got they die and they leave this earth without truly ever finding their one gift that was that was they're better than anyone else at that they were given upon. Um, I'm lucky that I feel like I'm truly finally starting to move in my purpose in my 30s. That's why my 30s have been such a time of clarity um for me is that not not and not i've always said this podcast is not my purpose it's the vessel that i use for my purpose one of the vessels it was the initial vessel but now i'm able to do other things and um and uh, and i've branched out to other areas but this was is one of the vessels that i use to deliver my purpose um i have a unique way of looking at the world i have a unique experience uh from other people not not like it's nobody else who has experiences that i have but you know i've lived all over the world i've lived in other countries um primarily hell i think just this year will be at the end of this year will be officially now one more years lived in the states than in overseas 
But that's just now. Like, I'm literally not even at that point yet. By the end of this year, I'll be at that point. Um, But I've lived in other countries most of my life. I've seen other cultures. I've seen how stuff work. And so it's affected the way that I think. And that's why a lot of times when you hear me in this podcast, I would be like Americans. (laughs) People are like, are you or you are not American? But I I didn't live here for so long. But uh, so, yeah, it. I know that I've been blessed for that. And I, and the way that I look at it now is that all of those steps, all of those things, all of those lessons that I was learning overseas and seeing other things and different things like I've, I got to see things on a normal basis that people legit save their whole lives to go and experience. Um, but I was I was given that to put me in this place at an early age. I was given that to be able to have the knowledge that I have at a fairly young age. I was that that's the reason why I was given all these things. That's the reason why I was placed here to do what I'm able to do. And I think that overall, this, this, my thirst, it literally, because I think I started this podcast a couple of months before I turned 30, but my whole, my, at this point, my whole 30s have basically been really t- delivering and finding my calling and my purpose. I'm slowly but surely adding more things onto that. I know I have great uh, fun with photography and videography, but the way that I want to go with it to tell our stories in a different way, all those skills were built up slowly. And when you start seeing how, like, that in the in that letter to say that how I was rebuilt, I definitely had to re I was broken down. I had to rebuild myself. And the and the person, the version of Cordero that exists now is so much better than the version that existed before and all the on every facet of life because I'm at peace in what I do. And you hear the joy, people and I've been hearing that a lot lately too, that people are like, You sound so excited about doing when you do the awakened soul, you sound so elated, you sound so like happy to be doing it. And I am, I'm happy every time I sit down in front of this mic, because, you know, I, I, I would say this in the episode where I talk a lot about, you know, Tory Lanez and Breonna Taylor and stuff, but everything that I talk about is, th- are things that I actually feel and talk. Like, I'm not just talking about entertainment just because I know people are like, I, I talk about what I'm called to talk about and, and the things that I feel on. And that's what I use this platform for. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I appreciate it. And I'm glad that all that came through in the episode. Again, it's, it's just it's crazy to me because for just a, a a peek behind what I've what I've done lately, um, and only a couple people know this too, is that more episodes than not that you guys hear the Awakened Soul, I legit go in and I just sit in front of the mic, and especially when I'm by myself and I just let come out what comes out. Um, and people are like, "Oh, it sounds so well thought out and planned," and you know, I. It, Never would I've been able to do that initially starting this podcast. Like I used to have notes and run sheets out the wazoo, but I challenged myself this year. I said that I wanted to be able to do more of that um, kind of off off the cuff type type stuff because I wanted that was a muscle. I think like everything that we do in this creative space is a muscle that we have to continually work out and flex to get better and get better. And that was something that I wanted to get better on. And something that I've pushed myself to that, especially now that I've, I've forced myself a this year to to have less guests than what I've had in previous years, just because I wanted when I did have guests, it to be more of a special thing than, oh, who's the guest this week? But then also in doing that, I was like, all right, well, how since I don't have a guest, how can I keep these conversations fresh, easy going, easy flowing? Um, and that's by just sitting in front of the mic and, and being natural and letting what comes out, comes out, come out naturally. And it's really really worked for me apparently um the numbers have never been higher in the awakened soul which is which is crazy um but numbers aren't everything i think more so than just the numbers that that download number of the number of people listening 2020 has been the most that people have reached out to me about the content and talked about and told me how it affected their life or their thinking or it reflected something that they were going through that's what's more special to me i can get a hundred thousand whatever downloads but if i don't actually 
help anyone, it doesn't mean a goddamn thing, but it's helping. Um, and you know, the uh, still the episode that I did with my daughter Amaya, more more alike than different. I still get messages about that helping other parents talk to their children. That is special as hell to me as well. So, um, as we're getting ready, you know, we're getting towards the, the latter half of the year. We're in fall haze uh, time period where this is just going to be crazy. Um, yeah, we're just going to keep ramping up. I wanted to, you know, a whole discussion topic on reading those and, and reacting to that. But that episode was so special to me and the fact to see the fact that it touched and was so special to other people. I wanted to do this. Um, I probably should have released it as a special episode just to get it out the way. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, hopefully you guys got a lot out of it. Before I go, though, I do want to say it was my son Alan's birthday on the 25th of September. Um, so just a few days after you guys are listening, uh, before you guys are listening to this, um, it was my son's birthday. And I just want to tell the story. You know, I talk about fatherhood a lot. And, you know, I thought about having Alan on the podcast. But what we were talking about, I wasn't going to have him on quite yet maybe maybe you'll hear him in a special way next week or whatever uh, you guys saw him on a couple of the promo videos that's that's my dude but uh uh i see so much of me and alan um and it's funny because he's cordero jr even though we call him alan right and it's funny because um and i don't know if i've told i think i tweeted it but i don't think i've actually told the story in the podcast and if this is a great way to end it if this doesn't let you know don't ever give up this will is that alan had a speech delay um he didn't talk uh, very much at all. That's part of the reason why he originally uh, came to live with me is because he was able to get those services. Um, and then that, that turned the way that it did. He was able to get those services for basically free here, um, where it was, it still had a cost in Missouri, but, um, through that, like he then started kindergarten a year too early. Um, uh, and you know, his, he had an IEP, uh, individualized, uh, learning plan, or I don't know what the E stands for education plan. Uh, I think that's right. Educational, whatever you guys, you guys are, figure it out um but i i've seen him work so hard to improve his his language and his speech and then i remember it, I, we kind of got a kick in the stomach because we took him to get evaluated and very minutely he they thought he was going to be on the autism spectrum very she said barely she was like i i almost don't want to put him on but very barely uh, am i am i gonna you know kind of kind of say he he's probably on the autism spectrum and so i took that um hard at first because, you know, I mean, to hear that is, is hard. But then um, I started doing my research on it. I started seeing people who had very slight forms of autism, like famous actors and stuff that had gone on to have great careers and everything and, and done great things. But then this is and this is this is where the magic comes in at. Right. So then Alan, it's like it's like something kicked in his mind where you were like, oh, you guys think something's wrong with me? Hold the fuck up. Um, and so to see the growth in Alan the last year, his speech has gotten way better. Um his just everything alan is such an uh, a great emotional person right and he's such a loving and caring person um and like i said i see so much of me reflected in him of what i went through and he looks just just like me uh but then i see like to see how hard he worked to get to to prove like oh no i'm fine y'all y'all are tripping um and then to celebrate his seventh birthday we're we're, we're hanging out we're chilling. He's opening his gifts and he looks at me and you know, I, this is a long story, but this is just perseverance. Like, like another, because Alan went from having that speech and learning delay to now, like, he's like a math whiz. Like you can give him any problem. He kick it back off to you. Uh, like his grades are great. Everything's great. He's going to be a sports star at some point because the boys hand eye coordination, but nonetheless, I'm getting sidetracked because I could talk about my kids all day. So we, um so after after it's all done we're settling down it's just me and him on the couch we're watching finding nemo 
like I said, the adrenaline of the day. He looks over at me. He's like, Daddy. I was like, Yeah, what's up, Al? He's like, I love you. I said, I love you too, son. He's like, I just want you to know, Dad. I was like, Wait, what do you want me to know? He's like, I just want you to know that I appreciate how you never give up on me. I was like, Why would I? Why do you think I would ever give up on you? He was like, And he said, Um, he said, Well, I know I can be difficult. He was like, You never make you never make me feel like I'm difficult. I was like, Alan, we're all difficult. I'm difficult. Everyone's difficult. He was like, Well, I just want to tell you, I love you, Daddy. And I just gave him a hug and gave him a kiss and we fell asleep on the couch. But I live for my children. And to see the perseverance that Alan has gone through um, to get to where he's gotten at, at six and seven years old, I could never stop. And, you know, I always say that my motivation for why I work so hard, I saw my mom work two jobs after my parents got divorced to make sure our way of, of living did not change at all. And that has always informed my worth ethic. That's why I'm able to do so many podcasts. I'm able to do photography and directing and, and work on top of all that and be a father of four people. Um, but I, me and Alan, well, me, me and Alan's relationship is, is is special because we're kindred spirits. Um, and like I said, we're so much alike. But I can never give up when I see a six and a seven year old work as hard to prove people wrong. I can never stop working. So I'm gonna always have Alan per- perseverance. Um, I may get that put on a T-shirt. But uh, that's a shout out to my son. Uh, whenever you go back and listen to this, baby, I love you. Um, happy seventh birthday to you. You can I could never be prouder than what I am in my children. All of them, all four of them. Um, but I love, you know, Alan, I've seen you work so hard and you just mean so much to me. Um, that's it. This has been another episode of the Awaken Soul Podcast. I'm gonna go ahead and sign off. Make sure you're following us at Awaken Soul Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, the Awaken Soul Pod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave a voicemail, you can do so. 614-547-2038. We're the number one podcast in the world for a reason. And this week, I'm out. Peace. I know you gon' miss me, for we've been together like Nike Airs and Crisp Tees. At Stats with polo fleeces, purple label shit with the logo secret. Give me a couple years, shit, I might just sneak in. A couple words and like peaches and herb. We be reunited and it feel so hood. How the whole world saying, I still so good. Well, I do this in my slumber summer. I ain't none of these half-ass newcomers, you know how I do. I drop heat when you bring the sun up The combo make niggas act up I pick a gun up, niggas back up They know I'm not no fronter I don't talk shit, I just flip it on ya Sorry Lance, I'm just trying to advance my quotes I ain't making you the butt of my jokes But let's not stray from what I came to say To my beloved, think we need some time away They say if you love it, you should let it out It's cage and fuck it, if it comes back you know it's there is tugging at my heart, but this time my part is needed from the public who should have gave me the This podcast is brought to you by ESET, the global leaders in cybersecurity. ESET business solutions range from endpoint and mobile security to encryption, two-factor authentication, and advanced threat detection. And they've just introduced their new endpoint security management platform called ESET Protect. The ESET Protect business security bundles take security to a whole new level. For small businesses and MSPs, I recommend ESET Protect Advanced to cover all your security bases. ESET Protect Advanced includes endpoint protection, cloud sandboxing for advanced threat detection, and prevention, full disk encryption, file server security, and cloud-based console. 
Right now, you can save 20% with this limited time offer. So you're not only getting best-in-class cloud-managed protection against advanced attacks, you're enjoying a significant discount. Not yet convinced? Don't worry. You can also get a free trial and an interactive demo at business.eset.com radio. Get 20% off ESET's new business cybersecurity bundle, ESET Protect Advanced, at business.eset.com radio.